0: Five minutes left guys, five minutes left.
1: three minutes left everybody three minutes left You guys got one minute. If you haven't done your chant yet, do it with some swag. All right, all right, all right. Break it in, break it in, break it in. Woo! Find your seat, find your seat. Fill up the first couple rows. Fill up the first couple rows. Elevate, 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 elevate does julian thinks he's the only one in the building how's everybody doing Woo, that's what's up you guys every friday you know where we be 7 30 come on bring your friends all right elevate is where it's at all right and so you guys know every week we talk about it we do our prizes all right and if you bring one visitor in one night we hook you both up with a candy all right Uh, If you bring five visitors in one night, we're going to hook you up with a $100 gift card. And I say it every week, guys. I love coffee. If you want to take me out to Starbucks, I'm down, all right? I want somebody to bring it, all right? Bring five friends, all right? If you bring eight on a Friday and to Life Group in one month, all right, pay attention. You get a pizza party, all right? How many of y'all like pizza? How many of y'all like free food? All right, so bring your friends, all right? And then the Platinum Prize uh, for the most visitors before July 3rd, you get a scholarship to EMT, and that's the mission trip we're going to do to New Orleans, all right? So if you guys need help, bring some people, all right? And we got you. All right, and here we have a, a vision of loving God and loving people. Look at your neighbor say, I love you. Maybe if you're sitting next to one of your homies, just touch their nose and be like, I love you, bro. I love you. All right, guys, that's our vision. Loving God, loving people, Okay. And we got the next line coming. And we have a strategy here. And the first part is to connect. We want to connect you to Jesus. We want to show you the way. We want to help you to have a relationship with God. So we're going to connect you, help you realize the importance of getting saved and right with God. So that's connect. And once we do that with you, we are going to the second part of our strategy. That is to mentor you. And our slide is going to come up right now. Mentor is the second phase. So everybody look. All my 101ers, where you at? That's what's up. Show me some love, my 101ers. Do that one more time. Woo! That's what's up, all right? So 101. If you are saved and love Jesus and have not joined the 101, you don't have to raise your hand, but I'm going to put you on blast right now. All right, if you love Jesus and aren't in the one-on-one, please come and talk to one of our leaders, okay? We want to connect you into that mentorship, all right, and disciple you. And then our third phase is to send you out. We want you now to go and share with your friends, with your family, what it is to be saved, all right? What it is to have a relationship with Jesus. And so come, come learn, come ready to go out and share your faith and to help others come to know Jesus too, Amen. Amen come on elevate don't be silent on me now all right we gotta go here okay and that's to have how many churches in Chicago 50 churches in Chicago 100,000 what all right and all you know 100,000 together and then 500 churches around the that's what's up if you believe we can do that let me get a what what that's what's up I like that all right and guys just so you know we have a Bible college all right if you guys we, you know we were doing, we did a, a sermon recently about being called, okay? SUM, School of Urban Missions, if you feel a call of God on your life, if you feel like God's calling you to go and preach the gospel, to be a pastor, a missionary, to do something big for him, SUM is where it's at. You can come talk to me. Where my SUM is at? Please come and holler at one of them. They'll hook you up with some info. All right? Get connected, all right? And so how many of you guys are excited to be here? I'm excited to be here. All right, so if you guys with me can stand, we're going to do our tithes and offerings. And how much is a tithe, Tito? 10% of your total income. That's my homie and Julian. What's that? Whatever you
0: give after your tithe.
1: Like a homie slacking. All right, guys, so a tithe is 10% of your total income. And an offering is whatever you offer to God after your tithe. And I'm sure we got a number up there. So, what is the tithe? Oh, you guys are so good. Who knows the answer to this one? Come on, come on, come on, Destiny, come on, girl, come on. We're going to give it to Destiny. All right, what is that? 30 bucks. 30 bucks. All right, 30 bucks. Is she right? Is she right? There we go. Give it up for Destiny. I know some of y'all got it too. All right, all right. Okay, so we're going to say this scripture together, Acts 20, 35. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you, God, for tonight. Lord, I thank you for Elevate. I thank you for everyone here, God. I pray that you would bless them to be a blessing, God. I pray that you would provide them with jobs if they're looking, God. And I just ask, Lord, that you would continue to be with them. Lord, have your way in us and through us. Be with us tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen and amen. Come up as you get.
0: Alrighty, guys, it's that time right now. We're gonna get some serious competition up in this place, all right? We're gonna get some serious competition in this place, all right? I promised it last week and we're doing it, okay? So round one is gonna be this week and next week. Round two is gonna be the third week of March and then the last round, the champions face off the last Friday of the month, all right? So I'm gonna ask you guys to please give it up for Marie and Sam as they come up and i'm gonna get some steve up in here too steve is going to do something different he's gonna be awesome please stand against over here put your hands on the table and then you can just stand right there okay all right so here how's it go okay this is the rules all right you guys ready for this okay so, if you want to answer, you have to raise your hand. You cannot say it out loud. If you say it out loud, you get disqualified for that specific question. Because now, since we're doing a tournament, it's only it's gonna be three questions per each match. All right, guys. So it's getting intense in this place. You guys ready? No. No. Are you ready? Steve, are you ready? I'm
2: ready, baby, I'm ready. Woo! Okay.
0: The first question is. What is the longest book in the Bible? She said Psalms. Is that correct, Leilani? Oh, she said that's correct. All right, give it up for Marie, all right? All right, that's one question answer. There's three, okay? So if she gets the next one right, she wins. But if you get the next one right, it gets a tie. All right, question number two. Who did Moses defy? No, it was not. Defy. Oppose. That's another word. Who did Moses oppose? Who, oh well, well, that's up to debate. That's a, that's a scholarly debate. Who is who? Who was that person? I I, I, give, I give it to him. I give it to him. Okay. Okay. He said the question, he said it was Ramses, but Ramses was what? The Pharaoh, okay? But I give it to him, okay? I give it to him, it's cool, it's cool. Okay, okay. He went, he went, he went ahead and he actually gave the name. That's pretty good, all right? So it's a tie right now, all right? All right. If you think Marie's gonna win, make some noise. If you think Sam's gonna win, make some noise. The third question, what was the first thing God created? Light. Is that the correct answer, Steve? Yes. Everybody give it for Marie. Clutch performance. Clutch performance. We thank you so much, Sam, for participating, but Marie, you get to next round, but please give uh Sam, uh, give his Sam some candy over here, please. We want to thank you, man. We want to thank you. Woo! Get out of here, get out of here. Get out of there. Back you, back, back. All right. No, no, she gets to the next round. All right. I'm going to ask now that Tito and Destiny come up. Tito, Tito, Destiny, Destiny. Woo! Look at these guys. These guys look nervous. It's on the line, man. We called your principal, and if you fail, you're getting Fs all all throughout your grades, all right? We called your principal, and if you fail this, you fail all your classes. You you think I'm a liar? Okay, okay. All right, guys. Let's do this. The first question I'm going to ask, and this is actually some hard questions here, right? The first question I am going to ask is this. Who was the disciple that denied Jesus three times? He said Peter. Is that correct? Woo! This guy right here. Can you learn out the music just a tad bit? Okay. All right. Come on. Come on, Destiny. Come on. You got this. This is going to be a hard question. Why? Because the Lord told me to do it. Okay? All right. Number two. How many people were in the ark? <laughs> Steve, count down. Ten seconds. Out loud. Yeah, you gotta get me. He said seven. Okay, you wanna give it a guess? She said eight. Is that correct?
2: Oh my gosh! Clutch! Oh my gosh!
0: What? Wow! Wow! Come back, kid. Come back, kid. It's done. It's done. All right. Finish him off. Finish him off, right? All right. All right. To advance to the next round, you must answer this question correctly. Who was the first king of Israel. (laughs) (laughs) Count to 10. You can put the music up. You said Nebuchadnezzar, no, that's incorrect, no. Keep counting. No, you're incorrect. And the correct answer was? It was Saul. Oh. I guess so. I got to do it on the spot. All right. Make it a good one. What is the second book of the New Testament? downtown no that's the Old Testament that's the Old Testament huh No. of the New Testament yes what was what is the second book of the New Testament anybody Mark okay I'm sorry guys it's all right we gotta make this happen You got one on top of your head? All right, come on, come on. Okay, ready? What was the name of the sea that Moses split? What you got?
1: The Red Sea.
2: Yeah!
0: Man, that was, oh, hold on, hold on, Destiny, hold on, Destiny, you got some stuff right here, okay? Get some candy. Thank you so much. Man, that was tough, man. That was tough. But who won? Okay, so we had Tito and when, and Marie next, man. And not next, but that's the second round. We'll see who wins the next few rounds and maybe they'll get against each other. Who knows, all right? But other than that, man, that's awesome. You can exit out of that slide now, man. This is what we do, man. We talk about the Bible and all that. You can take this, sir. You can take that, okay? Okay. All righty, guys. If you are ready, man, for something that you have never heard before, if you are ready for just fire right now, raise your hand. You guys are like, whoa, okay. Now, if you guys are ready for some crazy knowledge right now, raise your hand. All right. I'm I'm excited for that, man, because you guys you guys are showing me, man. This is how it's done. If you have your Bibles, please open up to Ecclesiastes chapter three. this to work all right guys we're starting off our new series called truth above all now this is exactly something that we all need to hear and the reason why we need to hear this is because we have we hear a lot of people asking these questions like you know what is the truth oh you know if God loves me so much and why doesn't he listen to me when I pray things of that sort. we hear all these types of questions and on top of that we also hear a lot of you guys go to these schools where these schools are teaching things contrary to the Bible. Now we understand that, you know, that, that it is what it is. But what we're gonna do is that we're gonna teach you guys what it what is actually truth. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna split it up throughout the week. So this week, the today's sermon is called Understanding Existence. Tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow. Next week's is gonna be called Understanding Truth. The third week is gonna be called Understanding Jesus. And then the fourth week is to be called understanding sin. If you know somebody that is an atheist, that's a skeptic, that says, I don't believe in God, but obviously they have to be a, a, you know, a youth, a teenager or something like that, then invite them here. Because this is where it's going to go down. Now, s- some of you guys might not know everything that we're going to talk about. It might be too much. So I'm going to ask you to please just be patient. And also, write down as much as you can. You guys have notes for a reason. So write down as much as you can, and then you can look over this again. Or at the same time, you know, you can, we're going to have this sermon up, so you can watch it online. And you can just kind of, you know, go over it and over it again. Because this is going to be something that's impact you for the rest of your life. This is truth. The truth doesn't change over the next 10 years. It cha- it's actually forever. It's the same thing today, yesterday, and tomorrow. So... If you're in your Bibles, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, it says this, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Now, like I said, maybe if you don't get all of this, like it says in the Bible right there, he made everything beautiful in its time. You will get it eventually. God will start to, you know, teach you and make you grow, but this is something that we need to understand, the truth. Understanding existence. It says right here, he also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. You know that God set eternity in your heart? That you naturally are thinking about things outside of yourself? You're naturally thinking about, man, when I wasn't around about 5000 years ago, what happened? When, you know, in the beginning, as we're going to discuss today about being creation and God creating the universe, creating the planets and things of that sort, what happened? God set it in your heart. And then also the same time you think in the future, like, what's going to happen in the end, in the end times? Is it going to be like the Antichrist is going to come around? Is he going to make everybody bow to him? And We're going to have the mark of the beast. We're going to have 666 on our heads and stuff like that. Is that what's going to happen? We naturally think about these things because God has put it in our hearts. But the thing right there, the last sentence is what's key. Yet yeah, no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. How is that possible? Well, unless you actually get to know God, get to learn about God, get to have God teach you, then you will never be able to truly understand everything that's being said today. You'll always kind of wonder, well, you know, I don't really believe that or something like that because you're not understanding God. You're not getting close to God. You're not fathoming that because you don't have a relationship with God. Now, if you guys are excited, man, you can go ahead, you can say amen whenever you like something. If you don't get it, you can say, oh, my, you can go ahead and jot it down in your thing, you know, whatever, in your notes. And you can say, man, like, I got to look at that later on or something like that because I'm telling you, man, this is going to be deep. Everyone say deep. (coughs) All right. Here is where we're starting. Now, I know I'm not going to play mind games with you guys. Trust me. I'm not playing mind games with you. I'm actually telling you things that is being taught from schools, it's being taught in universities, it's being taught in colleges. You can ask Lawrence, you can ask people who are in, co- in, in college in this place that don't go to SUM, and they'll tell you, man, my school teaches this. But here's the thing, we know that we exist. Does anybody here doubt that? Are you like wondering, uh, oh, oh my God, I don't know if I exist now, you know? Does anybody, kn- am I here, why does no one listen to me? Hello? 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 No, but seriously, we, we all know that we exist. Because I wake up, I here I am. Here I literally am right now. I don't have to doubt that. Even if I was some sort of thought in some brain somewhere in some l- lab, I still know that I am here right now. I am still myself. And a famous philosopher said, I think, therefore I am. Anybody get that? I think, therefore I am. Anybody want to get some brownie points? Who said that? Socrates. I actually do not think it was Socrates. It was not Plato. No, 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 Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. We know that we exist, right? So we know that we're here, but the question is this. There's two questions that I want to ask today, and I want to answer them. The first question is, how did we get here? And the second is, why do we exist? How did we get here? Wh- what's the point of here? Wh- wh- why am I here in the first place? How did it happen? How did I get to be w- to wearing this Elevate T-shirt which is on sale now, you know? How did I get to be this person? How did I get to be in this building? Why is it that I'm speaking in the mic? Why is it that I'm here? Why is that all possible? We're gonna be talking about that and then we're gonna ask why. So if you were excited, say, woo! <laughs> all right, now this is where it's gonna go, right? Up here is what the world all kind of collectively thinks. There are major categories of what people believe in. The first one I'm going to say to the right is called theism. Everybody say theism. theism. That is the belief that a god or or gods created the world and the universe. Now, obviously, we're going to talk more about what we believe in, which is monotheism. We believe in the biblical God. But that's basically what theism entails. Deism. Now is a little bit different than theism. Theism is that there was a God or gods who created the universe but kind of stepped back. So, like, for instance, like, they, st- they created this, and they're like, all right, that's it, I'm done, and then deuces, I'm out, and they just turned their back, and they never even paid attention anymore to their cre- own creation. Theism is different because God is constantly going inside to his creation sending things doing things in that he's able to change things if god wanted to yes he could make a fire appear out of nowhere and that's actually stuff that's in the bible because god reveals god is doing special things like that he actually cares about his creation he doesn't just say i made you now nah, like i'm like you know the what's the name of that kind of father man uh, Deadbeat dad. Like, I'm a deadbeat dad now. I created you, not peace. I'm going to go fishing now, and I'm never going to talk to you again. He's not like that, you know. He actually is involved. He cares. Now the, the, the deadbeat dad. I can't believe I just remembered that. Okay, so the third thing right there is pantheism. Anybody want to guess what pantheism is? Just give it a guess, man. Just give it a guess. No, no, no. That's a, That's close to that. Elena. No, that's... That can be in theism. pantheism is saying that the universe is God, or that there's a it, it basically is God in itself, you know, so I don't think about somebody who actually sits in heaven on a throne, but I think that every part of the universe, including this era right now, is God right now, this is God right here. this is God, this is this is God, this is God, and almost like you are God as well, because you are here. The last thing is called atheism. everybody say atheism. atheism. atheism is basically this: they don't believe in any god whatsoever. It's just, it's just the, the the saying that I hear that there's a possibility of God, and I deny that. I reject God. Atheism. That's what that is. So we're gonna go now to the next line. My thing is all jacked up right here. Atheism says that the universe exploded into existence without cause. We as humans came about through evolutionary means. Galaxies formed, stars formed, planets formed, life began and then life evolved. And then eventually life evolved to the point where you came here and then now you're sitting at a service because it's just the way life is. So literally it's saying from the goo to the zoo to you. When you were some goo in some like you know, ancient pond somewhere where you were just like little like bacteria going together and all that stuff, that was you. And then eventually you became, you know, an ape, an ape-like creature. So that was you then too. But you had to evolve through a lot of different means. And then now you, from the goo to the zoo to you. Everybody say that. From the goo to the zoo to you. From the goo to the zoo to you. Uh, Oh, okay, sorry. And why, why is it saying that? Because it's saying that there was a Big Bang. And when the Big Bang happened, then all this material just came out of nowhere and it just started to spread out and spread out and spread out. And as it spread out, then, what started to happen was that physics, some physics thing just came out of nowhere and started to make everything get together. So, tar- so galaxies started to form. And after galaxies started to form, what happened? Then stars started to form, like our sun. And then when stars formed, then we had planets that were starting to form as well. And when planets formed, then... Who knows how much life is out there, but we know in this place that we have water and things of that sort. So that's what atheism believes. It's almost really like a partner with evolution. But this is what theism believes. This is what we're going to nail down today is that how the universe was created by one God who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-present. So God knows how to create the universe. God is powerful enough to create the universe. And God can be anywhere in the universe at any time and everywhere. And it says here, humans were created by God and for fellowship with him. So now y- you see the two differences here. We have a problem now. Which one is it? Is it that there was a big bang and, and wow, all this stuff happened and we're really just a goo to the zoo to you? Are we really, as one famous uh, astronomer said, that we are all stardust? I'm literally stuff of comments and a little bit of the sun, like I'm, I'm, I'm guys, I'm the sun right now, okay? I'm a supernova, okay? Call me super, okay? I'm star stuff. Or are we what we understand? The Bible is saying that we are people who are created by God, and the universe was created for, for first of all, for us to even inhabit this earth. Which one is it? But it doesn't stop there. Look what it says. Atheism argues that belief in God is irrational. Oh, silly you. Silly, silly Christian you. You think that there's a God in heaven and there's some old man with a white beard or something like that. You're just so silly. And that science proves evolution and the existence of the universe. It proves it. Science proves evolution and the existence of the universe. Also, belief in God is all faith-based, and that no real con- has no real concrete knowledge. Has anybody ever heard that in this place? When you were talking about God, somebody said something to you like, "Well, there's no God." Oh, come on! You know that's that's old stuff right there. But you know you, you're smarter than that now, right? You go to school now. You have a you have an education now. I didn't have an education for you to believe that and whatnot. Maybe you're talking to some. Maybe you're really excited about coming to Elevate, talk to your friends, and you're like, no, I don't believe that. You know, I, I, I believe in science, you know, like things like that. Why is that that atheism is arguing against this? Because obviously it's denying that there is a God. And it's saying that we're irrational. It's saying that that science can prove evolution, that science can prove the existence of this universe, that science can prove this here. How can How is that possible? So I'm going to give you guys a big understanding right now of what it means to be a Christian. There are two ways that you can be a Christian. The first way is that you can just say, I believe whatever is in the Bible because it's in the Bible. And that's what it is because that's what it is. That's called fideism. It's believing without caring for facts or reality. So you don't even care if somebody's saying to you, well you know what? Um there's physics. You're like, I don't care. If it's not in the Bible, it's not in the Bible then, you know? And so you just start saying things like that. Like as if you don't understand. Like you don't care. But then the opposite spectrum is this really heady person who's all like, um, let me tell you guys, the reason why we believe in our faith is because of this, 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 and this. Just all rationality. No faith whatsoever. So that's the two spectrums, fideism and rationalism. Now, I'm not going to argue um, I actually will argue. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm going to take that back. I'm going to argue right now, okay? Julian, you know what? Okay, I'm playing. <laughs> this is an argument here. I'm presenting an argument to you guys. Is that we should be about the middle. That we should not say, um, I have all the answers because really... No one has all the answers. I'm not saying that in in the, like, I'm an ignorant person who's saying I don't know what the Bible teaches and I don't know what the world's saying. I know what the Bible teaches. I know what the world is saying. I got that. I understand that. But I'm saying that there's things that still require us to have faith in. And you're going to see in a few minutes from now that even atheism requires faith. But I'm saying that we should not be saying that I have all the answers because really in reality you don't. And at the same time you should not be the person who's saying I have complete faith and I don't care about anything logical or anything of reasoning whatsoever. That is uh, wrong. Anybody get what I'm saying? Everybody tracking? Amen. I think I think we're doing pretty good. Look to your neighbor and say, you good? You good? This is what I want to say. Is that theism gives the best answer to how and why we exist. In other words, that God gives the best answer to how and why we exist. I believe it gives a better answer than atheism. I believe it gives a better answer than evolution. So you're going to see in a few seconds that that is actually I can back that up with what I'm saying, and you're going to see that as I'm talking about this, I'm going to compare it to atheism and what atheism says, and you're going to immediately see that it's not about this. Like, oh, they're really equal. It's not really equal at all. Once you put your head on it, you start to realize, like, what was I thinking? You know, even if you were that person. Maybe you were saying, I believe in God 100% my whole life. Hey, amen to that, you know? For me personally, when I heard about God, I said, yes, I, I believe in God. I believe that. I just believe that this world has something, that's, there's something beyond it, that there's a creator who created it, who knows me, who, who personally loves me, things of that sort. I believe that even I was as, a, as I was a child. And then when I got older, I started to defend it. I said, you know what, no, there is a God. And I started to see things that were demonic and I knew people who were doing things that are demonic as well. And I realized this ain't a joke. I can go ahead and you know put my head in the sand like, as if I'm an ostrich and pretend like there is no God and there is no hell or things like that, but that doesn't mean that I'm living in reality now. What I'm doing is that if I'm putting my head in the sand and saying, I don't want to hear it, I don't want to hear it, I'm just a fool. Because I'm not listening to the real thing. I believed that there was a God. I understood that there was a God. And I was seeing him work in people's lives, things like that, and there was no way to deny it. But even beyond that, I still understood it It's the truth. I found it as the truth. And I hope you guys today... Maybe maybe plenty of you guys already have it as the truth. I want you guys to solidify in the truth. I want you guys to be the persons who are in the schools and saying, you know what? I know what I'm talking about. I'm not some just some ignorant Christian who doesn't know what he's saying. I'm not just some person that when you come and ask me about my faith, I'm like, oh, oh you know, um, well, I just go to church and things like that. No, man. You guys need to be disciples in this place. That's what Elevate is about, elevating to a next level, to the new level. So in this place, when we're talking about things like this, we could e- have the hold my hand ministry right now where I'm just saying Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And then somebody comes in and says, well, I don't even believe in Jesus. Jesus wasn't even a historical figure. They say that. What do you say at that point? You see, when you are a true disciple, what happens is that you start to defend the Bible. In our two-on-one class, there's a complete lesson dedicated to defending the faith, defending why we are Christians. We're not some church that says, I just believe in what, you know, and like we don't have answers. We have an answer. We are prepared in season and out of season. We're prepared whether you bring it up to us out of the left uh, left wing or if it's like you tell us in advance for like a month and we're like, I'm going to study about it. We're prepared either way because that's what disciples do. They're prepared for it. They believe that this is the most important thing in their life. It's not like, oh, it's God and then a little bit of, you know, it's like family and then a little bit of God over here. No, it's like God is number one and then all the way over here and now we can talk about other things. Because God takes up that much space because God is worthy of us living our lives for him, using our heads to believe in him, to understand him, to love him. What does the Bible say? Doesn't the Bible say, I love the Lord your God with all your heart. So mind, everybody say mind, mind and strength. That's what we got to do in this place. The Bible also says to be as shrewd as serpents, but as innocent as doves. Shrewd. Be wise. So you as a Christian are called to be wise. You're not called to be a fool. You're not called to not have the answers in this world. You're actually called to be able to give answers to people, to direct people, to give people guidance in their life. That's what we're, call, we're talking about today. So either way, back to the sermon. Theism gives the best answer to how and why we exist. God gives the best answer to why and how we exist. I'm going to give you guys three arguments. The first argument is called the cosmological argument. Everybody say cosmological. Okay, now everything's too small for me to see it, so I have to look over here, right? Bad eyes. Pray for my eyes, please, all right? If you're ever thinking, how do I pray for Pastor? You do that, okay? You pray for his eyes so that they can get better. All right. Cosmological argument says that God caused the universe to come into existence by creation. He caused it. And I'm going to give you guys a very, very, very simple argument. Something plus nothing equals what? It equals something, right? Okay, so if I am in the middle of nowhere, is there still nothing there or am I there now? I'm there now, right? Okay, there's so there's something, okay? I We believe that God... God caused the universe. He created it. He made it happen. We exist because God did it. God has revealed himself to us through general and special revelation. That's going to be a, a term that you can just write it down and look it up or you can ask one of the leaders. General and special re- revelation. Since he he revealed himself to us, thus we know that he is the something and trust history. God has revealed himself to us. It's not that God created the universe and he just said, all right, now I'm gone. Like I said, like the deadbeat dad father. No, he didn't do that. What he did was that he created the universe and he said, look, I am God. He started speaking it to people. He started showing people, look, I am God. I created this. I created everything. Look, I am God. He did that. He didn't just leave it. He didn't just make us wonder if he was around or not. That's what happened. And the Bible is history. Okay, it's not some book of fables or fantasy or whatever you've been taught before or something like that. When somebody tells that to you, say, No way, Jack, guess what? It actually is not fantasy or whatever, it's history, it's historical. So when we look at Genesis 1:1, anybody want to guess what Genesis 1-1 says? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That is history. Guess what? Because God was there, so he can reveal it to people. He can say, in the beginning, I created the heavens and the earth. Anybody get that? I'm not playing mind games. say I'm not playing mind games. This is pretty simple, right? So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He did that. But the atheistic argument claims this, that nothing plus nothing equals something. Now, I want to tell you something, okay? Nothing is the stuff that rocks think about. Okay? (laughs) Nothing is the stuff that rocks think about. Or, for instance, nothing is the stuff that the fictional characters of Romeo and Juliet think about. They don't exist. They're they're nothing. You know, they're just, yeah, they're, they're written on paper, but they don't really exist. They're just there. They don't think of nothing. So this is what atheism claims. Nothing plus nothing equals something. Out of nowhere, it happened. Oh my gosh. What where all the stuff that just banged? What 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 was that? Well, it was a bunch of you know, like it, w- it was all this stuff, and then uh, physics was there as well, and that's why it was exploding and all that. What now I know that maybe you're thinking to yourself, like, well, I believe in the bang bang, whatever. Guess what? I actually don't believe in the big bang. Whoa, controversy right there, you know. I don't believe in the big bang because when I look in the Bible and I trust the Bible to be truth, more than I can even say that science believes it to be true or whatever. We'll talk about that next week. I see immediately that the first chapter talks about the earth being created first. Whoa. Now, I know you guys are like thinking that's way out there. But guess what? That's what actual mature Christians believe in. That's what actual people who hold doctorates and who are scientists believe in. Some, of, I can actually show you the ministry. I can, send, I can send you the website of people who believe this, who people who don't believe that the earth is billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of years old because it's just not like that. What happened was that when the beginning happened, when God created the, crea- when God created the world and the universe, he created it full-grown, So, for instance, Adam and Eve, they weren't little babies when he created them, right? It was like, he wasn't saying, Adam, now go and name the animals. You know, there was Adam, "Ah," he's like a little baby and all that stuff. (laughs) Do you you see that happening? No, right? uh, No, 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 no. Adam had a mind. He was an adult. And then he had a wife. So he was old enough to have a wife. But if he's the first man, how is it that he's 30 years old already or how old old he is? Because God created him that way. So when God created The earth, it wasn't like it was just bland and all that. We can read that in the first chapter, that he created vegetation, he created oceans, he created all these things, that they were already there. Everybody get that? So when somebody says that to you, like, well, you know, billions of years, you say, well, didn't God create everything to ready to be full grown? You can use that. You can talk to them. Go back to this. But nothing plus nothing equals something. Like, if there was nothing to cause the Big Bang, then how is it that it became something? There was nothing there, and yet we bu- they, they, they teach that. But look at the p- this last point. Therefore, since the atheistic argument cannot prove that nothing plus nothing equals something, we cannot trust it. That's a really complicated sentence, all right? I'm so sorry. Therefore, since the atheistic argument cannot prove, that's a double negative, I believe. I just did a pet peeve to myself. I'm so sorry. Everybody know what a double negative is? Okay, yes. People who are like in college or something like that. A double negative. You can actually know about it in eighth grade or seventh grade. It's a double negative. It's when you have two words that are negative in the same sentence. So they cancel each other out. But this is important. Atheism can't prove that. So when somebody says to you, like, this is, this is absolute truth, it's actually not absolute truth. They can't prove it. They can't prove that nothing plus nothing equals something. You know why I can say that? Because you cannot test that. If you cannot test that, then you cannot claim that, then. Because nothing plus nothing equals something. It's never going to work. Now, I said this is not mining games, but I want you to think about that. I want you to really think about that. Can nothing plus nothing equal something? Can you do that? Can you, ma- can, you, can you even grab nothing right now? You can't even grab nothing right now because there's still atoms in the air. There's still air here. So you can't even grab nothing in this world. Isn't that kind of crazy? But nothing plus nothing equals something that makes no sense. We cannot trust that kind of claim there. We cannot trust atheism's argument because it makes no sense. Now the second argument is the teleological argument. Everybody say that, teleological Everybody getting this? Anybody anybody enjoying this? I think some I see some brains starting to fry over here. <laughs> All right. The teleological argument this is the argument. It says that everything in the universe has a design and purpose given by God. Pretty simple, right? Everything has a design. Everything has a purpose. But if you say, talk to the same atheist, what they're going to say is that there is no design. There is no purpose to anything. It's just by random chance. The Big bang, bang happened because it was just a random thing that happened. So that's just that's just the way it is. Get over yourself. It's just That's what life is. It's just a random chance that happened and there's no design. But I want you to really think about that. If there is no design to things, I want you to look at that picture. We conclude that that's a car on the beach, right? And that somebody created the the car on the beach. We would never say when we look at that car, man, look at what millions and millions and millions of years did Just by itself. Look at that. That's amazing. Like, you know, the winds would come over the beach and then, like, the the car would start to form and then, you know, the V8 engine started to create itself, the Hemi and all that, and then we got this nice, like, decal and all that. That makes no sense now, right? Anybody get that? Do you think that makes sense? If that were to come out of nowhere. If atheism were true, then we would have to leave things up to chance, which should be observed. So, for instance, if atheism were true... And this was a random chance universe where things would just pop into existence. Then, right now, literally, as I'm standing here, a big elephant could just pop out of nowhere. Or, for some reason, as I'm standing here, a big, I don't know, like a submarine ship can pop out of me out of nowhere. Because that's a random chance, right? And it's full of design, it's full of. No, it makes no sense. You see, we understand that this world is designed, it is created. When you look at your, f- your neighbor, you can't say this is a person who just randomly evolved from stardust. This was a person who just randomly just been was just some stuff in the pond and then it just cr- got to this point. Did you know that the Earth is so finely tuned in our galaxy? The Earth is in the right place at the right time for it to be in existence, for us to even be here right now. and. Have a good temperature. How hot is the sun? Thousands upon thousands of degrees. How cold is space? Pretty cold, right? But we are in a perfect place at the perfect time, and we have these great things that happen in our lives. There are complexities that we can understand with our mind in this world. Why is it that certain animals already are the way they are? Why is it a cat is a cat? Why is it anything is like that? Because it's designed. It's not just randomly just put together by an explosion. Everybody get that? This is what we're talking about. You are a person because you're creating the image of God. If you don't, if you're not that person, then that means then that you randomly happen to come to this point in your life, come to this point in history. 15 billion years have happened, has passed, and now the results of 15 billion years is... Tito sitting in the first row at a church. It makes no sense. Since we can observe that events like this never happen, thus using science back on the atheists, we can conclude that atheism is wrong. We can't observe that. I guys just said it right now. Science is about observing things, testing things out, right? So if I can't see things randomly popping out and I can't test it, then guess what? We can use it back in atheism and say that's wrong. You make no sense. You're contradicting yourself. You say that I have scientific evidence for this. I can prove this. But yet you're not doing it. Everybody's still awake? Everybody's still getting it? Is everybody? If you're still with me, come on, say amen. (laughs) Some of you guys are just faking it. You're like, amen? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. We're almost there, man. We're almost there. But look at what the Bible says. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour out speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard for them. Yet their voice goes up into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. You see, when we look at things like that, we understand. We look at the heavens and we say, "That's not, that didn't just come out of nowhere. God created that. God created that. He made that. Stuff like that where we have cloud nebulas and things like that. That was God. The last argument I'm going to share with you guys is this, is the moral argument. Everyone say moral. Is this, it's simple. It's we as humans have a knowledge of right and wrong, and it's been given to us by God. We live in the moral world. Let's be for real here, right? We live in a world where there's right and wrong. We have justice. We have judges. We have courthouses. We have the law. We have peace as well, and we have control. I don't, I'm not here just randomly, like I see you guys, I'm just randomly stabbing people, and I don't think of anything of it. No, I, believe I know what's right and what's wrong. Does everybody here know what's right and wrong? If you, if you don't know what's right and wrong, please raise your hand. I want to I see the person who doesn't know what's right and wrong. We need to help you today. If atheism were true, morality would be unnecessary since there would be no point to life or relationships. If there was no God, if there was nothing but just random chance uh, w- universe, what's the point of me doing anything that's right or wrong? If it's just me, then why do I have to care about you? If I'm just here, then why do I have to care about you? Like I said, it's not mind games. Think about that. Why do I have to care about my mom? Why do I have to care about my father? Why do I have to care about my brothers? Why do I have to care about anybody in this world? If it's just me and I'm just living here, then what's the point? You're going to say, well, now you've got to fit in society. Now you got to you, you know, blend in with the people because that's the way you're going to get fed. And Even then, what, why don't I just steal things? Why don't I just do things like that? Why don't I just do whatever I want, whenever I want to do it? If you, if I give you that that question, right? You, you would say immediately. Well, then we're gonna put you to jail. You're gonna you're gonna be put in jail, like how Steve was put in jail and all that, because we understand that bad things are bad, right? I got like three right. Is there a bad things bad? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. It's bad. Okay. Furthermore, evolution would be true. If there was no God, then evolution would be true, right? Which means that some people are more evolved than others. Anybody ever heard that before? We would be at the mercy of those who are more evolved. So if I was less evolved than, let's say, Julian, and Julian was like the supreme being and all that, then Julian can do whatever he wants to me. Anybody ever heard of that? Anybody ever heard of that? Anybody ever read about that? Everybody ever looked at a book or something or saw a movie? That actually was one of the reasons why World War II happened, why millions of people, about 60 million people in total died because there was people who were saying, I'm more evolved. I am more evolved than those. We're the supreme race. The white people are the supreme race. Look at everybody else, the black people, anybody who's Native American, anybody who's Asian, they're all they don't know anything like that. We're better than them because there's no God. Because there's there's nothing to even stop them. But look, it's just simple. Since we know morality is necessary, we know it's real. We can reject and reject more evolved humans because I know that for instance that though Jonathan is awesome at boxing, he's not more evolved than me, okay? He's not more evolved. doesn't mean that he's like this better being and all that. He's faster, stronger. Yeah, he can do that because of training, but doesn't mean that he as a person naturally is just like that. Naturally, it's just, like, better than me at everything because of that's just his race, because he's evolved further. We can conclude that atheism is wrong. Those are the three arguments. I know that they're really hard, they're really tight and all this stuff, but I'm telling you, man, those are rock solid. S- tell me somebody who can say, well, the universe is not designed, and I'm going to say, well, I'm going to point you to this. Tell me somebody who can point to nothing plus nothing equaling something. if we believe in God, we can now be confident that we have a reasonable faith. It is reasonable. It is reasonable for you to believe in God. Even if somebody tries to tell you otherwise, I can. you just say all the things that you just heard. It is reasonable for you to believe in God. It is, like I said, it's not even like we're over here and then atheism's over here and we got to play catch-up and we got to play make belief to get to that point. I don't even think we're here. Honestly, this is what I think. I believe that we have the reasonable faith and that it actually takes more faith to be an atheist. It takes more faith to believe that nothing plus nothing equals something. Or did you even hear the popular thing nowadays? The popular thing nowadays is that, get this, okay, The popular thing nowadays is that the Big Bang happened because where the Big Bang happened, there are bubbles. Bubbles. And the bubbles just touch each other and bang, Big Bang happened, we're here, baby. No, no, no! You you think I'm joking with you? I'm not joking with you, okay? I'm not joking with you. I love astronomy, and I've listened to some astrophysicists talk about this, and they say that there is a bubble, multi-universe, and that's how we create it, or we think about that. Or you ever heard of string theory, things like that? This all this is all actually what people believe in, and you think to yourself, and you have a PhD. How you believe that bubbles exist, and that's how you exist? Because bubbles, right? So if I'm in, so like, so if I'm in a bath. And it just bubbles are all over. Am I creating multiple universes there? Whoa, look at that, baby. It's happening. It's happening all over, man. I'm creating life. I'm God now, baby. Whoa. <laughs> it takes more faith to be an atheist, to say that nothing created everything. It takes more faith to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not designed. I don't have a purpose. I I don't have a meaning. It takes more faith to do that. It takes more faith for an atheist to live in this world and act right than a Christian who knows he has to act right because God says it, because God is good that way. Everybody get that? But this is the question. If that's the truth, if that is the truth of everything, if, if that's how we came to be, by God creating the universe, by God doing that, then why do we exist? If there's a God who created a thing, that, that's cool. God is all powerful. He's powerful, more powerful than I can understand. That's whatever then. But why did he create me? Why, did, why do we exist? Why are we in this place right now? I'm just going to leave you with this scripture verse. I'm going to have Stephanie come up to the, to the thing over here, <laughs> this thing over here, this thing right here, the altar, the rest of the band as well. And if everybody can please stand up. Ah. Ah. I know that this was deep, and I wanted you to be equipped, okay? Because this is the truth. If I wanted you to fight an enemy, would I give you a plastic spork? Would I give you that? If <laughs> if Jonathan was going to go fight, you know, um, Mike Tyson, right? Would I, would I <laughs> what do you think I would do? Would I tell him, hey, man, just do a push-up a day, and then you're good. You'll get there, man. Just a push-up a day. All right? You got that, man. If you want to beat Mike Tyson, one push-up a day, and you're going to do it. I would, tell you, I would tell him, no, man, you got to go into training. So the person who I would give a weapon to, I wouldn't give him a spork, a plastic spork. I would give him a gun or a big sword or something like that because that's the way that you're going to be able to defend yourself. So likewise, here, I'm giving you the best that I can give you. I'm literally giving you something I would teach a college class. Why would I do that? Why would I do that to a youth group? Because I believe that you can get it. Because I believe that you guys are sharp. And at the same time, you guys have real questions that need real answers. And I'm tired. Trust me. I'm telling you right now. If there's one thing that I'm tired about, it is this. Is that hearing people get attacked for their faith and be told that they're dumb, that they make no sense. It it gets it gets me upset. It really does. I want you guys to know what you're talking about. I want you guys to be able to, you know, to defend your faith, to tell them this is what we believe. You are the one who needs more faith than I do. You're the one who has blind faith. You're the one who's just randomly blinding some some thing. You're randomly following atheism, but we are the ones who understand what this is all about. This universe is created by God. Look right here in Acts chapter 17, verse 24. It says, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. The God who created this, the God who created this place, who created everything, who knows you deeply and intimately, he is the Lord of heaven and earth. He is the biblical God and he does not live in temples built by human hands. Just because we go to church doesn't mean that this is where God lives in. God doesn't live in this place, God is above this place. And he is not served by humans' hands as if he needed anything. Guess what? He doesn't need anyone here. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need Jerry. He doesn't need Stephanie. He doesn't need anybody. Because if God was all-powerful, literally today, there could be a rock on this pulpit, and that rock could be declaring God. Because God is all-powerful. He doesn't need anything. He's not served by us. Like, like He needs that from us. Rather, he gives him, he gives everyone life and breath and everything else. Everybody say everything else. Everything else. Mm, that's good right there. From one man he made all the nations. From Adam he made all the nations. But they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. From one person he made everybody here. You can believe that. We all have the same father. We all have the same ancestors, It's Adam. And everybody here, God knew where we would be. God knew us. And he said, I'm going to place Julian at this time. I'm going to place Brandon at this time. I'm going to place Isaiah at this time. He knew exactly what was going to happen. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Why did God create that? Why did God create us? So that we can seek him, so that we get to know him. God is good. If you're saying, well, God is egotistical, well, that's because you don't even know God yet. God is so good. And he wants us to experience his love. He wants us to know who he is. That's why he created the universe. That's the way. That's why he did it the way he did it, so that we can know him, so that we can have fellowship with him, fellowship, a relationship with God. In this place, if you have not had a relationship with God, if it's just been one thing after the other and you're wondering, why am I even here, I want you to be real with yourself. Today, what you heard, were you just kind of checking out because you didn't want it, the real answers? Or are you on the edge of your seat saying, this is what I want to know about? Why am I here? What's the point of my life? There it is right there before you. You don't need no ancient scholars sitting here with long beards telling you, well, I think the meaning of life is this. We don't need no people, some some wannabe professors from these secular colleges telling us what the meaning of life is. There it is. There it is. I could even read to you right now. I have the book on my phone. One of the the most famous atheists at the moment, Alex Rosenberg, who was asked the questions of what's the meaning of life? He said, There is no meaning of life. He said, So what about morality and things like that? He says, anything goes. Do you believe that? There is no point. life, to love, to anything like that? Or are you convicted by this? You see this and you say, yes, I believe. Not only do I believe, but I have reasons to believe this now, that God is the one who made the heavens and the earth, that he is the one who did this. Let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes and have all the leaders come up. Turn off the lights. This was just the introduction, man. This is just the the tip of the iceberg because there's so much more that we're going to talk about this whole month. I'm telling you, man, invite your friends. Tell your friends about, about what's happening in this place that literally people are elevating to a new level. In Chicago, in this place, you're saying, man, I'm getting transformed. Man, I'm learning about the truth. And tell your friends. Let's just pray and we're going to dismiss. And if you want prayer, you can come up to one of these, the prayer workers. But Father God, we thank you for this time, God. You are wonderful and you're majestic. Just in your own words, just start talking to God. If you don't even believe in if you haven't ever believed in God up until this point, just, just reach out right now. Just as if you were talking to just somebody, a friend. God, we, I thank you, God, for the truth, God, that changed a person like me, God, who, who told me what it was to really understand what this world is about. I remember when I was just a teenager, when I was 15 years old, God, and I was on the verge of suicide, when I was on the verge of ending it all, God, not because of just life was so bad, but because I thought to myself, that there was nothing, that life was meaningless, God. You reached out to me and you changed me, God. I thank you for every leader in this place, God, that you've reached out to and you've changed them, God. And, God, I pray in this place, God, that the youth here, God, who have not known you, who want a deeper relationship with you, God, I pray, God, that they would reach out to you and seek you because your word says that they can find you, God, because you are not far from every one of us. Because you are not far from every one of us, God. We are your offspring. You created us. You love us so much, God. So we thank you for that time, God. And we thank you for this place, God, that you just put us all together, God. Have your way for this week, God. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, you guys are dismissed, but if you guys want to receive prayer for the things I said, you can come up to one of the leaders. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week.